the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching your precious gospel. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity. We pray against satanic distractions. Help us to preach in the power of the Spirit. Without you, we can do absolutely nothing. Thank you, Father. We give this message to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we are in the midst of a series entitled The Mind of Christ. And uh, we're going to come from two particular scriptures as a foundational uh, point. And, uh, but we are going to use uh, a number of references that we want to, therefore we want you to keep your Bibles open and document, annotate as the Lord lead you. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 and 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16b. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16b, it says, But we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. This is probably the eighth message or so in this series, and I have a couple of more messages to go before being finished with this particular series. For this appointed time, we want to share how to minister to your mind in challenging times. How to minister to your minds in challenging times. Beloved, beware. Satan wants your mind, and he will use anything at his disposal to seize control of your mind because he knows when he has the mind of the father, he has the family. When he he wants the mind of the mother, he wants the mind of children and grandchildren as well. He is in control of many families. And uh, his aim and purpose from Satan is to destroy the family. He hates the family so much so that he's doing everything within his power to wipe it out. As a matter of fact, he wants to redefine the family as you see all around us. The institution of the family is a God-given institution. Uh, God created the family. The family has value. It has worth. It has purpose. And uh, it is 
the means whereby children are produced within that context. Families are very uh, special and very biblical in an antichrist society. The Gospel of John chapter 10, verse 10a says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And Satan's intent is to not only destroy you, but to destroy your family as well. I serve notice on you today that if you want to have a sound, spiritual, healthy, well-balanced mind in this corrupt society, you must actually fight in a serious spiritual battle. You must fight in a serious spiritual battle to keep your mind yielded to Christ and keep Satan from gaining access to your mind. Beloved, you are fearfully and wonderfully made to include a mind that our Lord has given you with tremendous potential. Your mind, that God-given mind that God has given you has tremendous potential. Therefore, do not lose or waste your mind through a lack of motivation. Do not waste your mind through laziness. Do not waste your mind through being consumed with meaningless activities that have no substance value. Also refuse to oppress your mind with worry and fear, stress, addictions, and so on. How to minister to your mind in challenging times. Surely these are challenging times. Since we're doing a series, what is the mind of Christ? What is, just what is the mind of Christ? To have the mind of Christ is to think like Christ. It is to govern our lives by the words of Christ and the Holy Spirit. The mind of Christ, it is a mind that is surrendered to Christ. It is to be guided by the Lord's thoughts. The mind of Christ is led by his divine purposes. It is a mind that is saturated with the word of God. When your mind is saturated with the word of God, you have the mind of Christ. As a matter of fact, the mind of Christ emanates from one who is obedient to the will of God and the word of God. Well, just how do you minister to your mind in these evil days? How do you minister to your mind in these evil days? Number one, first of all, You cannot minister to your mind until you have been saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. You need a transformed mind. You need a mind that is regenerated. You need a mind that have the life of God uh, living in the soul and the heart. I plead with you today with all my heart, beloved ones, to do as it says in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, which says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You cannot have the mind of Christ apart from being saved by Christ. Many church goers do not have the mind of Christ because the Lord has not opened their hearts. You can be a church goer and not be a believer in the Lord's church. 
Acts 16, 14 says, one of those listening was a woman uh, from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Beloved, you put yourself at a tremendous disadvantage when your mind is closed because you are not spiritually open to the word of God. Your mind is not open to the spirit of God and the promptings from God and directions from him. Like Lydia, until the Lord opens your heart, your mind is spiritually closed and unresponsive to the things of our Lord. This is why believers can sit next to each other within the church and one opens their heart and receives the word of God resulting in a transformed life, joy, and spiritual maturity, whereas the other closes their heart to the truth of God's word because of possessing a secular worldview that repels, resists, and refuse to conform their lives to the Holy Scriptures which results in spiritual regression, a loss of joy, unfulfillment, a carnal mindset. Beloved, you cannot have the mind of Christ until the Lord spiritually opens your heart so that you can spiritually see. Until the Lord opens your heart, you cannot spiritually hear. Only when the Lord opens your heart, then you respond to the gospel. Uh, how do you minister to your mind in these latter evil days in which we live? Number two, refuse to allow anyone, uh, anything to steal God's vision uh, for your life during troubling times. Refuse to allow anyone or anything to steal God's vision for your life during these troubling times. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Just because you are in the midst of challenging times does not mean that you have to stop dreaming. If you got to wait till things get better before you can dream and live and have hope, you're going to be dismal because things are not going to get any better. you got to dream in spite of the times, in spite of crises, in spite of these evil days in which we live. Don't lose hope. Don't stop dreaming. Don't stop asking God for vision for your life. How do you maintain vision during troubling times? How to maintain vision during troubling times? Well, uh, here's how you can do that because the times are troubling but if you keep your eyes on Jesus, the troubling times won't get the best of you. Amen? So how do you maintain vision during troubling times? A, stay near the Savior and refuse to allow anyone or anything to interfere with your God-given destiny. That's how you uh, succeed. That's how you have victory in troubling times. Stay near the Savior and refuse to allow anyone or anything to interfere with your God-given destiny. James 4, 8a says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. The world is too dangerous. Satan is too busy for you to be separated from God, estranged from God. In times like these, we need to have intimacy in our relationship with God and be as close as we can be to him. How do you maintain vision during troubling times? Uh, B, be very discerning about the company you keep. 
Be very, very discerning about the company you keep. I love that great passage in Psalms number one, verse one, which says, all the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. Beloved, the wrong company can distract you from God's vision for your life. And you, there are people, if you're not deserting, there are people who will come into your life, mess your life up some terribly, and you know what? They're gone and you can't find them, and you're the one all messed up in years of recovery because you didn't seek God's permission as to who to come into your life and who not to. Everyone does not belong in your life. Did you get that? I say it again, particularly for the young folk. You better learn this too. You save yourself from trouble. Everyone you come in contact with does not belong in your life. How to maintain your vision during troubling times. See, refuse to focus on things you have no control over and keep moving forward. There are some things that intrude your life you just can't, you don't have any control over. But be determined to live. Don't stop. Keep moving forward. Maybe you can't make great strides. Just make a step at a time. Just be going in the right direction. Philippians 3.14 says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. For heaven's sake, don't go backwards. Don't just stand still. Keep moving forward. D, do not allow anyone, this is how you maintain your vision in troubling times, do not allow anyone to tell you what you cannot do. And keep believing by faith that God can do extraordinary things through you. God can do more than you can ever ask or think. God is a big God. Many of our prayer requests are too tiny. God is vast. And he can do extraordinary things to you. You say, well, I got a bad start. Well, but you can have a good finish. You can finish well, even though you did not do well in in the onset of life. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you believe that? Transitioning back to ministering to your mind. That, that segment was vision. And now we're going back to how to minister to your mind. Beloved, if we are negligent, When it comes to cultivating the mind of Christ, there will be a greater tendency. There will be a greater tendency to be tempted to leave our spiritual post and quit the ministry. Beloved, if we are negligent when it comes to cultivating the mind of Christ, there will be a greater tendency to be tempted to leave our spiritual post and quit the ministry. When life becomes difficult, and it will, And some of you are in difficulty even as I speak. Quitting should never be an option. You know why we should not quit in this spiritual journey? It's because Jesus did not quit on us. He went all the way to Calvary, finished his divine assignment, crucified, buried, raised, and coming again. I'm so glad God did not quit because had he done so, the redemptive plan of God would not have been fulfilled. Why don't you say amen? We have, a, we have a savior that's not a quitter. He's victorious. And Jesus did not quit on us, and we must not quit on him. 
When life becomes difficult, quitting should never be an option. Yes, life is hard. Yes, it can be difficult. Be mindful that God is at work even when you cannot see anything. Never, never, never leave an assignment until God releases you from it. God knew, he knew how to put you where you are. He knows how to release you. And don't let folk talk you out of God's divine assignment. People don't know God's will for your life. You minister to your mind when you refuse to quit and do not grow weary in doing the Lord's work. Be mindful. God blesses faithfulness. Faithfulness. He blesses faithfulness. Uh, Revelation 2.10b says, be faithful unto death and I will give you a crown of life. God does not bless half-hearted service. God wants you to give him all of yourself. He wants you to be on fire for him. He wants you to be passionate for him. He wants you on zeal. There's nothing like having young folk who are on fire for God because we need a generation to pass this gospel torch too. Amen. Fourthly, possessing a thankful spirit. Possessing a thankful spirit is so spiritually therapeutic. Possessing a thankful spirit is so spiritually therapeutic and refreshing to your mental health and thinking. I reiterate, possessing a thankful spirit is so spiritually therapeutic and refreshing to your mental health and thinking. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What is so beneficial to possessing a thankful heart is that it gives Satan no room to operate in your thinking and take up residence in your mind because you are so focused on the goodness of God. You are so focused on the mercy of God. You are so focused on the grace of God. You are so focused on the love of Christ. You are so focused on the sufficiency of Christ. And you are so thankful for salvation from Christ that all the fiery doors against your thinking cannot penetrate your mind because of a thankful attitude unto the Lord. A thankful heart is also beneficial for healing depression. Thanking God for all he has done. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. It's God's will that we give thanks. A spirit of ingratitude is the surest way to usher in depression. Instead of focusing on what you do not have or what you could have been, Instead of focusing on your personal regrets, instead of focusing on your betrayal, instead of being consumed with your trials, begin today to thank God for all the undeserved blessings that he has showered upon your life, which will encourage your mind and life. You can think yourself happy. (laughs) Did you hear what I just said? You can think yourself happy by being thankful. Listen, you don't have to wait to Thanksgiving to be thankful. Every day is a day of thanksgiving. Do I have a witness? Every day is a day of thanksgiving. When is the last time you thank God for your eyelids? The last time you thank God for your little toe? The last time you thank God for your spleen or the pupil of your eye? When is the last time you thank? What does it cost you to inhale and exhale? 
Thanking God for transportation. Thanking God for clean water. Thanking God for a bed. When's the last time you thank God for a toilet? You could be in the the outhouse, you know. The porty parties. You can be outside in the woods. You know how it used to be back here? Anybody went to those old houses where the place was back yonder and you had to scrum around and things were buzzing all around and, you know. We've come a long way. Now we've got three, four, five restrooms. Can't say thank you. Okay, four or five bedrooms, two freezers, two, two and three car garages. Just something, just ungrateful when you start thanking God for who he is and how he's provided and kept you in spite of yourself. That lifts the spirit and encourages the heart. Why don't you say hallelujah? <laughs> Glory to God today. Glory to God. How to minister to your mind. How to minister to your mind. Number five, being faithful in worshiping, singing, and lifting up the name of Jesus will minister to your mind. Being faithful in worshiping, singing, and lifting up the name of Jesus will minister to your mind. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18b through verse 19 says, Instead, be filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns. Some young folks say, what is that? (laughs) Hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your heart. In your heart. All of us should be making music in our hearts to the Lord. To the Lord. Making music. You say, I can't sing. God didn't say that. You sing. You can talk. How many of y'all can talk? Raise your hand. Don't. Oh, no, now you scared. You can sing. You may not sing like an angel, but you can sing. Sing, 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 sing. Daddy, when is the last time you sang to your child? Mama, when is the last time your children heard you sing? So much so you got happy in the Lord and started saying hallelujah all over the house. Now, if you're you're going to lift your mental state to another level, sing songs that are biblical. When you are filled with the spirit, the spirit of gladness and singing will come upon you and move you to make music to the Lord with all your heart. Long after you have departed this life, your children and your grandchildren should be able to recall you enjoying singing before the Lord and worshiping God. As a matter of fact, your children should catch the vision of worship parents from watching your worship. Watching you praise the Lord. Watching the tears fall down your cheek. What a lasting spiritual legacy to leave your family. Therefore, start singing today your favorite Christ-centered song, biblically correct song, which will lift the spirit and encourage the heart. You don't have a song, you need to get a hymn book and learn some songs. And learn some songs. Start singing today. Leave a lasting spiritual, a lasting spiritual legacy of singing. Number six, you minister to your mind by refusing to live in self-isolation and inactivity. You you minister to your mind by refusing to live in self-isolation and inactivity. Be determined to, to take on special projects that are of interest to you and complete them. Now, some of you, you start stuff, stop. You got all over your house, up in the attic, and in the backyard is 
is projects that are half done. That's enough to depress you. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10a says, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. God created us to be productive in life, not to just sit, soak, and sour on a couch. You know you are isolating yourself. You know, here, look, look, listen. You know you're isolating yourself when you order everything and shop online from Amazon. Uh, you engage in online worship service even though you may be healthy enough to worship in person. You're isolationist. You engage, you, you get all your entertainment online from home. Many of you work from home and some of you resent the thought of going back to the office and so much more. You don't even want to go back. Well, you were there before the virus. Look how quiet it got. Husbands and wife work at home and then sometimes you start having difficulty because you can't even at the end of the day say, how was your day? You can't even say, how, how was your day? You need to get out of the house and live. Uh, go, going to work outside of the house is not bad. It's going to make you walk, uh, drive there, deal with traffic. It's going to make you walk from the parking lot, catch the elevator, do the stairs, get, sit in the cubicle, deal with folk you don't like, you know. <laughs> yeah, how are you going to witness being all isolated in your house. You're in some kind of bubble and nobody gets Jesus from you because you, you want to be comfortable. You want to be, want to be, God doesn't call you to be comfortable. He called us to work. I like that great scripture that says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no man can work. Now get out of that house and do something with life. Do something. Being a recluse is so destructive to your mind, so destructive to your socialization and productivity. Having no goals, no dreams, no plans or vision for your life is the surest way to end up in depression. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.